the Engineering Emotions and Energy podcast. I'm your host, Justin Wink. Here we are trying to give you a life of less stress, more energy, and the life of passion that you've always wanted and you absolutely deserve. So on today's job, <laughs> on today's show, going to be talking about going for the essence of what you want because chances are you probably didn't what, want what you think you wanted anyway. So my old home, my old set of relationships, my old job, uh, it's turned out they really don't, they don't, they don't work for me. And more on that. And it really, it, it's sad because, you know, I, I really thought like, you know, I, I had it all. I've checked all the boxes. But what exactly did I really think, think I had, you know, with, you know, nice, nice large house in a great suburban town and, you know, marriage with the dog and the cat and the yard and very, uh, you know, very prestigious uh, job and, you know, PhD credentials from a major California university. What did, what did I, what did I really think I had? Not that I've lost all of that, um, you know, some of that, and it's all stuff that's possible, but what did I really think I have, you know, when had a chance to really think about that. And I thought I had security, comfort, and predictability. And that's, that's the essence of what really mattered in, you know, having a house, a job, and relationships. But when we really look at it, the truth is that anything of this material world can never, I'm going to repeat it, never provide security, comfort, and predictability. That's all a total illusion because those things can disappear at the snap of a finger, the drop of a hat, whatever metaphor you want to use for a really quick amount of time. So then how do you actually get to enjoy security, predictability, and comfort? That is what we're going to talk about today and going through for the essence of what you want and not actually what it is that you probably think you want, which probably you didn't even come up with. Somebody else came up with it and embedded it into your mind. It's like that movie Inception where somebody went within a dream, within a dream, within a dream of yours and put that idea. And you think that that's your idea, that you actually, you know, you want to be with that person, that you want that job, that you want to eat that food, that you want to drink that drink. When really that's something that came from, you know, your parents, maybe your religion, maybe, you know, your friend group, or maybe just from some ad you didn't even know that you saw because it was in the background of something that you had to do. So I've been back, uh, you know, around where, uh, you know, I lived, you know, most of my, uh, my postgraduate school life, um, you know, so been spending time around the, the house I own, been spending some time with, you know, some old friends. And, you know, been, been back, back at, uh, you know, reexamining being at the, the job, uh, so back to work. And there's a lot where it's, 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 it's amazing the power of habit because you go back to, uh, you know, similar environment and you're going to be confronted with, apparently it doesn't really matter the amount of time. You'll have some of the similar thoughts. You'll have some of the similar feelings, which, um, Reminds me of this really uh, amazing, uh, you know, kind of kind of study that has a lot to do with the importance of environment and our our behaviors and habits. So one of one of the studies had to do with, um, I believe they used mice, mice or rats, and 
they would basically uh, allow allow these these rodents access to as much uh, coke filled water as they can handle, and they had one one group of of rodents. I'm just going to use mice. That was is basically they were like almost in you know uh, mouse solitary confinement. And um, they pretty much, you know, OD'd on the coke water about as as quickly as possible. Whereas they had another group of mice that are basically in mousetopia, where you know they had access to their mouse friends, they had access to exercise, good food, and they just about didn't give a shit about the the coke water because they had everything else that they needed. So so environment can be a very very important part and. You're like, okay, well, that's great. That's that's mice, but I'm a human. Like, you know, I'm a little bit more complicated. So, you can't do this experiment experiment ethically with humans. Although it'll probably be interesting, based off of the opioid eth- uh, epidemic. I bet we will have some uh, interesting stuff that we find out a few years from now when we do uh, get you know a lot of this data of what's been happening because there probably has been effectively the experiment of uh, you know allowing humans access to uh, as much uh, opiates as they could get their hands on unabated. So it'll be interesting to see the correlations and the causation, other factors of uh, you know who who uh, takes up on that that offer and not. But looking further back to the Vietnam War era of American history, there was huge concern that when that war was over and the soldiers returned back, that there was going to be a heroin epidemic of massive proportions because there's some, something thought that like about 90% plus somewhere around there of soldiers that were, you know, in Vietnam during the Vietnam War were using heroin. So it's like, oh shit! If they, these all these GIs come back and they're hooked on heroin. It's gonna be it's gonna be awful. So there was that concern. What what happened? Very few. I'm not gonna say none, and not gonna say it wasn't important. And probably those those soldiers, you know, could have used better support, all that. But it was nowhere near the numbers that they feared. Because what changed is the environment. The environment changed. They were no longer in that environment where they were doing the drug. And so they go back to the environment where they didn't use the drug and they had the support and the love and the whatever that they were used to and they didn't they didn't need that. So going back to, you know, my experience and my experience is going to be a lot like, you know, either an experience maybe you had or in the middle of or possibly could be facing, which is why we're talking about and why you're interested and why you're going to learn so much of it is I go back to, you know, where, you know, had a lot of the experiences that led to my depression, you know, feelings of anxiety, feelings of not good enough. What's different though is, and this is why a lot of stuff we share on the show and why, you know, mindfulness and awareness and get really starting to question, you know, why you think what you think, why you believe what you believe is so important is because I'm able to have awareness that, oh my gosh, I'm having the same thought in this meeting as before Hmm. Do I want to have this thought? No, I don't. I'm going to choose a a, a better thought that'll lead to my happiness, because I've uh, I've decided that I'm going to make happiness uh, in the work that I do uh, the most important thing. Um, you know, so I'm going to choose a thought that allows for my happiness. And I know that when I'm happy, it's a lot easier for other people to be happy around me because I definitely have experienced that when I'm not happy, I'm not as much fun to be around, right? So 
So going back to having experienced these things and realizing like, oh, yeah, I've learned these things don't work for me. So, which in some ways can be very, very depressing in and of themselves, which is probably part of, you know, where the depression came from is, you know, these things that, you know, that I felt like I was promised, right? We all have these things that we feel like there's, you know, a societal contract that, hey, you follow the rules, you go to school, you get a good job, you're going to have great relationships, you're going to have an abundant amount of money, you're going to have all the things you want, and you're going to be happy, Right. And it's like, I did that. I did all the things. I did what you told me to. Why do I not feel happy? Because those things can't ultimately give happiness. Who can give you happiness? You can. Who can give me happiness? I can. So that's why it's important that I'm declaring that I'm going to be happy doing what I do. And for you to be happy doing what you do, you have to do that. Not going to say that that's easy. It's just simple. And Going back to, well, what, what did I think would make me happy about, you know, having a suburban house, you know, a good, good paycheck, you know, that, you know, till death do you part, you know, marriage thing. And it all goes down to predictability, security, and comfort. And as I've learned, and as I believe we all learn at some point in our life, that those things are not ever going to be satisfied by anything material in this world. And by something material, I mean, that's a you know physical object, a house, uh, you know, a relationship, which would be, you know, a, a marriage or a friendship. And also, you know, where you work, that's th that you're in relation with your workplace, your manager, that thing. Because th these things can always, uh, you are not 100% in control of those. Those can be taken away from you at any time. Fat, period, fact, end of story. There are no guarantees on any of that thing. The only thing that... We're guaranteed is that at some point we're all going to die. That's about, and taxes, right? Isn't that, you know, it's, it's death and taxes are the only two things that are certain in this life. But I will add this, um, this possibility that these things are within your reach, just not in the way that you think they are. They are within your reach if you view the essence of what you want as a state of mind that you can access anytime you choose to. So, I can be comfortable with things changing. So if I aspire to be comfortable with things changing, then I can have comfort at any time because change is constant. I can be secure in knowing that I can handle anything that comes my way, right? So I can work to become secure that whatever, whatever happens externally, whatever feelings arise, that I can handle it because, and I know you can handle it too, because Think of every every awful, horrible thing. I mean, don't literally think about it because I really don't want to get a call like, Justin, I was so depressed, I couldn't get out of bed. But just recall, recall abstractly, there are things that you have gone through that you would rather have not. And you are here today listening to this podcast. You made it through. You did survive it. So if you could survive all that stuff from the past, you can survive what's happening now. You can survive what comes at you in the future. And then predictability. If you can predict that when challenging times come, that you will find a way, or you can predict that whenever you have challenging emotions, that you can have awareness and you can rise above and see, look for a different, different way of doing it, and you start practicing that and get 
confidence, competence at that. And you can predict that you will, maybe it's not as quickly as you like, but you will make that happen and you will find a way to return to the happiness that you so seek. You effectively have it all without any need for anyone, anything outside of you. It is, it is, it is internal. It always has been. The fact that these these things that we get sold, these these relationships that we're told, you know, that you're obligated to, it's not going to give you what you want. You give yourself what you want. It's not to say that you don't treat people well, you don't respect them, you don't, you know, ask them to do things and they ask, they ask you to do things and you do things in return. It's that ultimately the responsibility is on you for you and it's for me for me. And that is good news. That is freaking good news because everywhere you go, there you are. Am I right? I think I'm right. Because I am here and you're there. You're you, I'm me. And the more we can be who we are separately, when you and I get together, we are going to have some amazing times because there's no expectation. Because what is an expectation? It's a premeditated resentment. That's a, a saying out of a 12-step work often, right? So it's not to say don't have boundaries, don't have standards of uh, how people treat you. It's, you know, when someone doesn't treat you that way, it's on you to, you know, communicate, enforce the boundary. You know, there's, because often when we look at where someone's coming from, um, and this was actually uh, came up kind of kind of recently, um, you know, because again, I'm coming into contact with old, uh, you know, old uh, old friends, old old acquaintances. Um, this one one woman that uh, would do you know uh, yoga classes and things like that. Um, you know, she was like, "Hey, come out to my yoga uh, this this yoga class I'm doing," and I'm like. Hey, I'm I'm on social media. I'm pretty aware of what's going on. I I don't need you to to message message me um, for that. Um, you know, because I'm not sure if you're wanting me as a c- customer or if you're wanting to you know meet up, uh, you know, for friends or or I don't know what. So you know, if you want to meet up with fr- as friends, like let's let's set up an appointment. You know, if I I see all the events you do. If I'm available and I'm interested. I'll, I'll show up. Right. Um, and she was like, Oh my gosh, I, yeah, thank you for letting me know. And like, I know that in the past I did some things that I'm, you know, not really, uh, you know, I probably caused some hurt and some, some harm and things like that. And, you know, I, I told her, you know, this is all over, over text messaging type stuff. I was like, Hey, at the time you were just, you were doing the best you could with your circumstances. I hold no resentment or anger towards anything you did then, or even what you just did today. I'm just doing my best to communicate, you know, my, what's going on with me and, you know, how I would like to be engaged with, but ultimately I am, I'm responsible for, you know, what communication I allow into my life, what uh, people I allow in and things like that. And she was, you know, pretty grateful. Like, oh, it's, it's great. Now I know. Now I know where I stand, and you know how we can move this forward or not. Because a lot of things, they're really not that big a deal, right? Because again, we're here to learn. We're here to grow. Here to have some good times, and I love having some good times. So, what did we learn today? That 
you probably want something, but I'm going to encourage you, get to the essence. When you get that thing, what is it that that really means to you at a how do you feel level? Um, and if you're like, I don't get it, I don't know, send me a note, podcast at justinwink.com or hit me up on social media. You know, I'm on Facebook, whenever it's up, uh, on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. So, so contact me. Remember to subscribe. Uh, you know, it really does help. And, uh, you know, tell a, tell a friend. And uh, be on the lookout for, uh, I submitted a, I've got a chapter in an upcoming book. Uh, it's called Activate Your Life, Volume 3, that's going to be released, uh, I believe, October 25th. So be looking, be looking for that on my social media and, uh, there's going to be, uh, you know, some events with that and looking forward to, you know, having something in mind that you guys can all read. So that's it for me. Take care and good day. Good day.